Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. And they're back. Hey! Let's do this. So, heads. Don't even talk to me about it. Heads again! Okay, I got, I got, I got a question that we can go from this because it'll be quite interesting to see what you think. <gasps> so, my question this week is, should we have streaming? So, as in, like, sets and specific tables for specific ability groups and uh, stuff like that. I'm assuming in your course, there isn't much of, like, a okay, this this is your top set, this is your middle set, this is your bottom set, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's a bit weird with us because you, um, obviously after GCSEs, a lot of people think you just go on to A-levels. Um, but if you go to college, you can go on to different levels of qualification, which in right. essence is putting people in sets. So you can do a level one, a level two, a level three, uh, or in some places a level four. Yeah. Um, so we do one, two, and three. With us, level one is basically the equivalent of like pre-GCSE again. So it's yeah. kind of um, level one is probably the equivalent of like whatever you would teach someone at ages of thirteen and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Level two is probably the equivalent of GCSE again, um, but perhaps in a little bit more depth. And level three is the equivalent of A level. Right. So. So I suppose we do have streaming or sets, but they're literally completely different qualifications. Right. I guess that's I guess that's less of streaming and sets in that case. And just because it is so it's it's you're actually getting a different qualification. So I'm not even sure if yeah. it's Yeah, it doesn't quite count the same. Um they might cover the same kind of topics, but mm-hmm. they'll cover them in different depth. Uh it's not the same as streaming as you would have it. Um and I think that's interesting because you probably do have like a top table don't you well that's yeah i mean <clears throat> especially in my in my year group we don't there's no like streaming for specific subjects because i think that's more like secondary school style thing i mean there are definitely some primary schools that do stream for different subjects but we're not one of them uh but i definitely do have like top and bottom tables and it was only i was reading a book recently which is uh really good would definitely recommend it called boys don't try which is a uh, really good book about anecdotally kind of... i could support that i've tried it nothing in my life <laughs> you should have written the book man that uh, would require trying <laughs> which is actually quite good it's about um kind of myths and stereotypes that are put onto uh boys and the way that they learn and stuff like that but they did talk about how um about how streaming might not be the best way to do it and here's here's the difficulty that i'm finding with it which I'm sure that you'll have an opinion on, even if it's not within your year group. I have different tables, mostly because it means that I am able to only say, explain something one time as a group. So for example, the tasks that my lowest table are doing, I can go over there and I can sit with them and I can help all three of them at once. So I haven't got to explain the same thing three times and figure it out. And obviously I'm differentiating with each child. So child A might find a particular part of that difficult. Okay, I can then figure that out. Child B might find something else difficult and do that. You know, that's just the teaching part, right? 
if they were in different tables across the room, I would then have to go and explain that three different times. Now, the prop and, and for me, that always made logical sense in a practical sense, right? But in the book, he was talking about how how much of an impact being in particular sets has not only like mentally, but actually like the the achievements that you will get are massively impact. So what I what what I was it was saying is that children who are put into like a bottom set uh, typically make less progress than the children in the top set, which makes no sense, right? Because surely the people in the bottom set would be getting the most amount of support and therefore would move on the most. Whereas actually the children in the top set tend to move at a much higher progression rate. Now you could say that that's down to like intelligence. You could say, well, yeah, you've got the most intelligent kids in the top set. But I think that um, unless you are really trying to tell me that the people in the bottom set move at like a third of the pace of the, the smartest children, quote unquote smartest, I don't really think it's fair. And the only reason why I, um, I've gotten so much, I've really been thinking about this week, because it's something that I'm going to implement the second I get back. I'm getting rid of my, uh, my tables like that. I don't want to do it like that anymore. Was because, um, one, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to feel like they're on a bottom table. And in my head, I was like, yeah, like, you know, five, six-year-olds, surely they're not that aware. In the book, they literally interview a five, six-year-old who isn't even in the bottom table. But they, the way the kid talks about it, he goes, yeah, some of these kids call me stupid and it was so unfair. I'm not even an elephant. Why are they calling me stupid? So the fact that they are able to identify which table is the table that needs help and is technically the lowest ability in terms of what they're being graded, that is worrying to me. Mm. I don't want any of the kids in my class to feel like that. And then when I was oh. thinking about it, when I was in primary school, I was always on like top table. I was always there, right? And it felt amazing. It felt really good. I'm top of the class. Like, you know, it feels great. In secondary school, I was pretty much consistently in bottom set, pretty much across the board. And I remember how shit it felt and how, like, I was very aware that it was bottom set, very aware. And so I kind of feel like maybe streaming is just like complete, like, that. The, if, I mean, basically what I'm saying is if it's, if it's not helping anybody mentally, because the people in the bottom set are just getting absolutely wrecked. People in the top set might feel pressure to stay in the top set. And they see it as like a demotion if they go down a set. Um, and equally, the amount of progress made is significantly lower in these bottom sets as opposed to when it is mixed ability groups. Why would you ever have streamed sets? Why would you ever do it that way? <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, I think the first thing that came to mind when, when you asked the question was, uh, self-esteem um, self-esteem can just be crushed by sets and streaming yeah. um, and you're damn sure those kids on the bottom table I mean just think about the terms we're using bottom table yeah, and top yeah. table even if you give them nice names like animal names or something like that or colors or stars or whatever yeah. like, let's say you, you know, you're still aware as a teacher what's the top table and what's the bottom table so immediately a bias slips in and consciously or unconsciously you're going to teach differently at those tables yeah so your enthusiasm and your energy at the top table is going to be more exploratory and innovative and you could be like hey what what do you guys have to put into this yeah whereas on the bottom table it's going to be like well i have to break this down bit by bit and i have to do it piecemeal and i have to go slow and um <clears throat> you know there's there's a there's a phrase that i've heard before that i like um and I don't, I don't bludgeon it on people, but no one's ever risen to a low bar. 
Yeah. So if you set low expectations for someone, they're not necessarily going to feel the need to Absolutely. work hard to surpass them. And I'm not saying that that's the case for everyone before anyone kind of like ats me and says some people just aren't <laughs> capable of sure. working up a level because of this, that or the other. I am well aware that additional learning needs are, are relevant and there. Absolutely. See previous episodes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I'm saying is that because someone has a, a specific learning need, it uh, doesn't mean they have to be treated like they don't have capability. Yeah. Um, and I think self-esteem will be crushed by sets and streaming. Um, and I think that makes, I think that plays kind of a huge part in development because if yeah. you're, if you're developing uh, at such a young age where so much goes on with your personality and you're saying, uh, yeah, well, I'm stupid. Well, that's the you, thing. You're not going to feel good it. about yourself, are you? you? Exactly. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? Yeah, you stop. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you stop trying. Maybe you stop. You, you lose interest in learning. Whereas when you actually look at kids at the age that you teach, they all just want to know new stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe, and, uh, maybe this is the, the point where it's kind of like we need to ask the question of – are those learners, are those students being taught the right stuff to stimulate their engagement in education? Yeah. Um, and I think that maybe like sets and streaming say, right, teach this one thing at these three different paces, let's say, or these three different structures, when actually maybe it's like, well, maybe, and this is, it's unworkable, but the reality is that maybe these kids need to learn kinesthetically uh, these kids need to learn uh, imitation wise maybe these kids need to learn from involvement um, so let's let's split it around and let's say like rather than uh, different sets maybe it's different learning styles around the classroom yeah so you know and I don't think it's workable but like it's an idea and I, I think that I think that sets and streaming for for everyone that it's done some good for it's probably done just as much harm for yeah, at least yeah. the same amount if not double and i think you made a really interesting point actually that i probably <clears throat> wouldn't have thought about but if you're on the top table uh yeah you don't want to get relegated you don't want to get bumped down right and the last thing that we need to be teaching kids is more stuff to raise anxiety levels it looks like the world does enough of that anyway for them so maybe we don't need to give them even more of that to worry about. I, I don't know. I mean, like it's 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 hard. Like I was I, I was top table for everything in primary school as well. Although that's like trying to think back about three hundred years. So um, trying to remember is kind of an issue. But I was top <laughs> table in primary school. So sure. um, so yeah. I mean, it seems like you have a great time of it. But if you've got friends or if you know people who are bottom table then maybe primary school wasn't so much fun for them yeah and i and, I, and the thing is like <clears throat> i don't even necessarily fault the teachers too much about this because i can completely understand it from a practical sense of view why you would why it's easier to stream and why it's easier to put people into those groups because it means you can target a specific group instead of an individual it becomes easier for me to, and, and to an extent i can still do that mm. um but it's harder you're, you're making your job harder for the sake of, you know, those children. But in, in 
reality i think what you are doing by by making that change and by making sure that you're not letting people get grouped into those situations is you are in fact benefiting them just indirectly because you are going to be bringing up the children who would otherwise progress much much slower and you're making it so that the um children that are higher up as long as they're still challenged they feel like there's there's no pressure. They can just enjoy learning. They can just enjoy the process and not have to think about any kind of grades and what do, what do I want to happen next and how do I need to approach this? How can I make sure that I stay at the top of the class? You know, that's that's not pressure that I want anybody to have to deal with. And I think it's a very um, it's a very difficult thing to argue because I can understand both sides. I understand the. I understand the idea of not streaming anymore and it's affected me enough like reading that and looking into it has affected me enough that I'm going to be getting rid of it when I get back. So, you know, clearly I've, I've chosen a side, but I also completely understand the teachers that would choose the side of, listen, I've got 32 kids in my class. I've got a group of EAL kids who need a specific English as an additional language for anyone that doesn't know. For um, children who need that over there, I've got children over here who absolutely need the LA with them at all times. I can't have her going around the room. I, you know, you can essentially pick apart your class and say, I absolutely need it. And and I would love to hear from a teacher or teachers who have put themselves in that position before, where they have to have like, right, there is my there is my table that mm. needs to it because I've tried this once before in my old school in my in my second year of teaching I tried to get rid of mixed abilities but I don't think I was a strong enough teacher yet to um to to <clears throat> juggle that because it is extra work it's harder to do because I have to now make sure that my LA is going to different people I have to make sure that I'm floating effectively and I'm making sure that I'm kind of coming in and out and getting that marking on the spot give you that feedback let's move on carry on with whatever's next I suppose as well, what, one thing that streaming will do is it will reduce an element of peer-to-peer learning. So yeah. like they're not going to necessarily pick up from someone else. I don't know, like, and this is because I'm, I have no experience with it. I don't know how much that happens at younger ages. A lot. But I can say that like certainly at, at teenage levels, it's, you know, if you get the right groupings of students together, then the stronger students will support yeah, the students who need more assistance, yeah. and and that's great. Um, I joke about uh, having self-policing groups in the classroom from a discipline point of view. Yeah, but also I talk about having self-sufficient groups in the classroom where I tell them, look, if if I get the group format right, and I explain the task, then I should be able to stand back and watch you guys work it out together and learn yeah. together. Um, and that might be that someone is leading quite a lot of the discussion and then says, hey, what do you think? Or, right, I want you to do this. And so for those stronger learners, they're developing leadership skills, they're developing problem-solving skills. And for the learners who need more support, they're learning it's okay to ask a friend, it's okay to ask a peer. And also, you know, if they need extra support, then that's where I can slip in or an LSA can slip in and help. But... Uh, if you have setting and streaming, then you kind of remove that because there's almost a competitive element. Like I want to get out of this stream and up to the higher one. Or if you're in the yeah. top stream, I guarantee you the people at the top table will want to be top of the top table. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of the top table. So, and also, yeah. I feel that like you you're <clears throat> almost uh, 
indirectly building in like kind of like a snobbery almost of like yeah. oh there's the other ones i've had a girl in my class who is otherwise an absolutely lovely girl i've had no she's like very very clever very clever very clever and um i do catch her every now and again kind of giving a little bit of a like yeah well you know i'm on the top table yeah. i'm re i'm reading at the highest level in the class I know what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I don't need to listen to this. And there have been times where she says something and I'm just like, you're completely wrong. And the reason you are wrong is because you are not listening to me. You are sat there thinking you've got it set. And I would imagine if she wasn't on that top table in that position, she would not have that kind of holier than thou attitude. And on top of that, I mean, even just from a more personal point of view, uh, I've got a friend in particular who is like, he's extremely clever. He's a very clever guy, but talked about the fact that growing up he had quite a lot of like intense pressure in terms of you need to get on with your education you need to be on it mm. and as a result like in college he almost had like a i don't want to say like a breakdown but like he, he definitely found it very difficult to kind of keep up he, he was doing the ib which is the international baccalaureate which is obviously like a very tough thing to do i think you walk away with six a levels instead of four it's it's basically seen as like a like the hardest thing really that you could be doing in a um in a college setting uh, and he found it very difficult to keep up with that. And mm. I wonder if he felt a similar pressure. I don't know if they were streamed in the IB, but they was they certainly were um, compared to each other to an extent because you 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 get a point you get points at the end. So if I walk up to you, how many points did you get? Oh, I got thirty two. Oh, how many points did you get? I got forty five. Forty five mm. is like the maximum you can get. That's like Oxbridge level stuff. It's I don't know how like difficult that stuff becomes. And, and I wonder if he hadn't had that sort of pressure of, um, you know, I have to, I have to really push myself to get the top level of education. I need to make sure that I'm the best. I want to make sure that I'm like pushing myself. I'm doing the IB. I wonder if he even wanted to do the IB, but, um, you know, the fact that he had to put himself in that position, I wonder if, if earlier on in his life, it was like, Hey man, don't worry about the sets. Don't worry about being top of the class. Don't worry about getting a particular grade that you need to get. Just worry about getting your head down and getting learning done. I wonder how much of a difference that would have made to his life. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I, I think that it's curious how his story would have turned out if he had a passion for learning rather than a focus on learning that's dictated by someone else. Absolutely. Like you, I, I see the difference between those students who learn because they want to learn and those students who learn because they're told you have to learn this. Right. And there's a very, very, very big difference in terms of motivation. And I just go out to make a point out there to people, uh, maybe to parents who are listening, um, perhaps even to teachers. And I highly doubt any students listen to this. But if you do, uh, at the time of your exams, you will utterly, you'll be convinced that they are utterly the most important thing in the entire mm -hmm. world yeah okay and your grades may be vital for what you want to move on to do however certainly in the uk there are multiple entry points into progressing through education so if it doesn't go right in your exams you undoubtedly have a chance to get in through a different avenue okay you will also look back by the time you're 28 or 38 or 48 or 58 or 68 or whatever you will look back and you will not be focused on your A-level grades or your GCSE grades or your like 
entrance exams at private school or anything like that. You will not be focused on that. You'll be focusing on a million other things that take up your time and attention as an adult. And I would say to you that for every example that someone puts out of someone who has been top of the class and the best person ever at learning stuff in an educational setting, who's then gone on to become an absolute like genius or like um, wonder example of business yep. or, or anything like that, there will be 10 more people who were not top of the class or who really struggle in education who have been equally as successful if not more so. So bear that in mind when you're when you're thinking about kind of how we ultimately judge our kids through their educational journey. Uh, I, the more I teach, the more I start to think that actually my job is to make better people. Yeah. Um, you know, be that um fuck man that's such a good attitude i'm so glad you got into this dude i'm so glad that you ended up being a teacher if i have ever in my life met somebody who was born to be at like leading people who need that guidance it is you i am so fucking glad that you've ended up here sorry that's very no that's very kind there's there's not there's not a day that goes by where i don't think i am not right for this job or not going to survive in this job or not going to make it but the truth is, is that if I can teach students one thing, it's that your exams do not define you. Your set does not define you. Your stream does not define you. Yep. Because if it did, the world just wouldn't be a place worth living in. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, just, it, would just, it would really sicken me to be in a world like that. So uh, for any parents out there who are listening, whose kid is maybe in the bottom set or the bottom table or the bottom stream, so fucking what if your kid's a good human being i guarantee you i guarantee you opportunity will open up for them and maybe they're just not good at what's on this curriculum but maybe they're fucking amazing at something else that's not on the curriculum and last i looked there are so many things that people can be successful at that are not on the curriculum yeah you know so uh, you know that's just my little rant over but like the truth is, is that i feel like sets streaming even different qualification levels for teenagers and how we grade them past merit distinction i think that's awful and uh i think i mentioned this in a previous one but a friend of mine who teaches in um who teaches in uh sweden was saying that actually 50 percent of the grade for swedish students is based on their exams but the other 50 percent of the grade is based on just how they behave how they are as people um and he was saying that like they um <clears throat> they really kind of like value the development of the person as opposed to just the grade right so i think i think maybe uh, if we were to do sets or streaming a different way it doesn't just go into how good someone is a subject but maybe how good they are as a human being as well. Maybe that should be included in who's on the top table and who's on the bottom one. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, then if you if you're grading people on behaviour, you could just have a bottom table full of absolute little shit bags, and that could be an even bigger nightmare to try and teach. But and by the way, like episode. some of this does come from parents because I, I I had a girl who was on my quote unquote top table, who I moved off to another table for no other reason than <laughs> I wanted to try somebody else in that top table to see if I can give them a push, and. uh 
I had a parent email that night. Hey, X told me that she's no longer on the table with A, B, and C. Uh, what's what's going on? Has she been moved down a table? Is she now is she struggling at school? The fact that like you know people are reading into it that much is a problem in itself. And I think it doesn't. I don't think it comes from any other place other than trying to look out for their kid. And ultimately, as a teacher, what I really should be saying is. And what I did say back was like, please don't worry about where she sits in the classroom. It has absolutely no impact on what she's learning and how much effort I'm putting into her. I moved her for a, like a variety of reasons, none of which are to do with the fact that I'm worried about her. So please don't panic. But the fact that the parent was like, oh my goodness, she's not on the top table kind of shows the mentality that people have going into this. And just to very quickly do one more anecdote that I thought was very interesting. Um, in the book that, I, that I'm currently reading which is the boys don't try book again really good if you haven't got it um they talk about how one of the teachers uh one of the teachers who taught the bottom set came into the staff room absolutely buzzing because one of their kids got an a um in a test and she wasn't buzzing because the kid got an A. She was like, can you believe it? In bottom set, somebody's gotten an A. Can you believe it? Fucking how backwards is that? Pack how... your shit and leave. Yeah, how backwards is that? That It's like, I'm not, it's not even that they got an A. It's like, oh my God, can you believe it? Like against all the odds, the idiot in that class managed to get an A. That's, oh, yeah. That is, what kind of message? Imagine going to school every day and the people there that you are going to see, the people who are there to look after you are like, bewildered they cannot believe for the life of them you have succeeded above your expectation what kind of people what what kind of teachers are you if you're if you're limiting your children to like oh my god you got an a that is absolutely unbelievable that you'd be able to do something like that i had absolutely no faith in you whatsoever awful uh, oh that makes me so angry <laughs> I, I encounter a lot of that an awful lot of that yeah uh oh fuck so let's let's uh let's tokyo drift our way around this corner then and uh let's <laughs> let's let's go to uh have you got a from the classroom for this week i do yeah i have uh i have uh, back up i have a uh a story of bungling incompetence <laughs> and um absolutely disgusting uh behavior really from a member of staff oh god yeah okay so, come into the office and member of staff goes oh finally caught him caught this kid and this there's been student x has been annoying member of staff for 18 months student x is by all accounts and from my interactions with him a bit of a knob <laughs> Just like, you know, he's just, he's just a bit of a knob. He's, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, that's all I can really say. He, he acts the clown. Um, he's rude. He has no interest in being there. But, you know, there are better students. There are worse students. Yeah. He exists. We deal with teenagers. He's, you know, he's very teenagery, but he's also just a bit of a knob. Yeah. But member of staff has taken an extreme dislike to this kid for 18 months and has constantly been trying to remove him from the from the college. Constantly. And he's like, I finally got him. And I'm like, oh, God, right. 
he's t- he's completely 100% plagiarized word for word student wise work i'm like oh god right okay well how do you know it's definitely student x that copied student y so oh well student y would never copy student x I'm like, <laughs> okay well I, I can kind of i can kind of see where you're coming from you get to know how your students write you get to know what kind of language they use or whatever i was like okay what are you going to do about it he's like well i've, I've contacted our director we're going to get the parents in we're going to do total disciplinary and we're going to remove him because this kid's had disciplinaries before and we're going to remove him i'm like okay fine right he's like but i get the pleasure of going and talking to him now in class and blah blah blah. so he goes off to his class and i'm actually in the classroom next door why is he excited and uh and i step out part way through the lesson and i go to the bathroom and he sees me he comes out and he's like oh mr b oh oh, i had a great time i had a great time i'm like what are you talking about he's like got student x up in front of the class said class let me introduce you to student x let me just point out that you know he's a fine young man comes to college last 18 months gets his work in sometimes it's on time sometimes it isn't copies other students work 100 percent. let me tell you i've never been so disgusted and apparently launches into like a five minute tirade ripping this kid ripping him tearing the kid apart in front of the entire class and member of staff is delighted about this and is telling me like why is that ever necessary exactly and i was like mate like really he's like yeah yeah totally blah blah blah, i got this that and the other i was like but seriously though like did you have to like he's like no no trust me like i had to go in at him like this i was like but he's got disciplinary like this week hasn't he like why did you do it this way you could have waited no, no, don't worry. It's fine. Like everyone, everyone had a good laugh at his expense. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So then like a day passes and I go back into the office the next day and uh, he goes, oh, Mr. B, I've really fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, what, yeah, what do you did. mean? What do you mean you've really fucked up? And he goes, well, student X copying I've really fucked up. I was like, oh no. What have you done? He goes, well, to compare the two documents, I wanted to put them onto one document. So I took student wise work and I oh copy and pasted God. it on. And then I thought I had copy and pasted student X's work on, but instead I just, I said, you copy and pasted student wise work twice, didn't you? Oh God. He's like, yeah, yeah, copy and pasted student wise work twice. So I was like, you've accused student X of copying word for word when actually you just read the same document twice. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I've really fucked up. I was like, well, in my head, I'm thinking, I assume that when you read the work the first time, student X had copied it or had enough work that was similar to student Y that you had your suspicions. But I was like, you know, this is pretty kind of unforgivable. I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, well, I'm just going to have to like come clean and say I made a mistake. I was like, yeah, but what are you going to do about the fact that you absolutely you stood him up. savagely abused a kid for five minutes in front of all of his peers and you fucked up? Are you going to stand up in front of the group and tell the entire class that you were wrong? He's like, no, 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 I'll just speak to the two students involved. And I was like, no. You absolute dweeb. What a prick. Like, what, what an absolute prick. Uh, and it just made me think, like, 
That kid should. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for me to say that kid should absolutely call him out, and he should oh, yeah. force. He should absolutely be forced in that disciplinary or with from the director. He should absolutely be forced to make an apology. Yeah. Absolutely be forced. One hundred percent. In fact, to be honest, I'd go even further. He should be given. He should be getting a disciplinary for how fucking yeah. awful he handled that situation. There's no. There's no teaching practice ever. That no, you that that's the right no, way. That to is do so bad. That is such an old school. I'm going to embarrass them in front of everyone mentality. I am yeah. so glad. I'm so so glad because I mean it was bad anyway. The fact that this kid has been called out in front of everyone. It's so sweet that after all of this, that guy was the fucking idiot. Yeah. How dumb could you be? Do you think they just like to 100% plagiarize? They'd have to just copy the entire thing, right? Oh my god, what an idiot! I I honestly hope that that kid speaks to their parents and says i didn't copy shit and he's admitted that to me and he made me stand up in front of everyone and i hope that parent comes in with the fury to be like how is this person yeah. allowed to teach my child again i know, Jesus I know. Christ. You, you you think about it and you're like what what a i, I just want to let people know that that's not general teaching practice no 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 of course <laughs> and uh and it's not acceptable um and you know, I I will keep you posted if if there does end up being a disciplinary on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there isn't at the moment, but like, uh, yeah. Just so you know, any parents that listen, also other teachers, like, not everyone's like that. That's an outlier. Uh, but fuck, like, talk <laughs> about a real screw up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know, when you're hearing an explanation, you're like, and that you start hearing this story, you're like, yep, you copy and paste it twice didn't you the same thing it's like it's not even yeah. it wasn't even like an elaborate mistake it was pretty much as basic a mistake as you can get in this instance also i didn't have the heart to tell the guy that we use google plagiarism checker it's called originality reports so all he had to do was just compare the two originality reports and he would have seen whether they had copied or not <laughs> he didn't even need to do this old school copy and paste, copy and onto paste one document. It, yeah what that's so dumb so yeah, that's yeah my, absolutely my... keep a let like keep us in the loop because I'd love to hear about this guy ending up in the job center, yeah, trying to figure out brutal, right? his next. So hard to teach well, and you hear about stuff like this, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Listen, man, we're one of the good guys for sure. It, you can you can tell just from everybody else. I do sometimes think about the fact that I wonder how much like the bad teachers even reflect, or if they just see it as like nine to five, come in, see the kids. Yeah, I made a kid cry today, but that will show him next time he won't he won't talk back to me. Great, good job. You're a great guy. Exactly. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like I'm impressed. Anyway, cool, man. That was a really good episode. I feel like we got a lot out of that one. Hopefully, um, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna try and uh kind of keep a semi regular ish schedule, but we yeah. just upload whenever we want to. So <laughs> Yeah. And school is crazy right now. So exactly. forgive us. <laughs> Have a good time. See you guys. This is the fun part. We'd love to hear from you. Comments and questions are most welcome. Every month, we're going to answer questions from listeners in one special episode. So you can send your questions in to inatbreak at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, then please subscribe. Maybe you could even tell a friend. Or maybe you could even give us a little follow on Twitter. At inatbreak. Or follow us on Instagram. Also, at inatbreak. See you next time. Bye.